Welcome to episode 19 of Dirt Track Weekly. I'm your host, Kyle Simons. Last week, we looked at the rumored merger between the High Limit Sprint Car Series and the All-Star Circuit of Champions. We looked at Tanner Holmes being named full-time driver of the Shark Racing 1A machine for the rest of the season, Vinny Giuliani leaving Jonathan Davenport's team as crew chief, and broke down the news of Darren Pittman running the Kreitz Racing 69K machine for the Williams Grove National Open. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that episode, you can go back and listen in our archives. On Tuesday morning, I saw news that World of Outlaws Late Model Series regular Nick Hoffman was going to pull double duty this coming weekend with World of Outlaws Late Models, as well as the Extreme Outlaw Midget Series at Davenport. Hoffman has some midget experience, including running in the Chili Bowl this past season. But the bigger point I want to make is we are seeing more and more drivers explore different disciplines of dirt track racing. Kyle Larson has been the most successful at it, winning in everything he has entered. But even earlier this year, when Chase Dietz had a podium finish with the USAC Silver Crown Series at Port Royal, when all he had ever ran prior to that is wing sprint cars. Ricky Thornton Jr. and others also have started branching out and running more and more divisions when the opportunity presents itself. Jonathan Davenport picked up an SRX victory last week at Wheatland even. Parker Price Miller and Tyler Courtney have dabbled a little bit in late models, and Brandon Overton ran a 410 sprint at the World Finals a couple of seasons ago. It's a very good time to be a dirt track racing fan and it's great to see different guys giving it a shot against other divisions. Also on Tuesday, it was released that not only would NASCAR star Ross Chastain be running the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series event at Georgetown this week, but modified superstar Matt Shepard would also be running a team car to Chastain. Earlier this season, Chastain ran a modified for Shepard's team, and now Shepard will be running a late model for Chastain's team. Shepard has had a few starts in the past in a super late model, but he was not at the height of his modified driving abilities that he is right now. I would look for him to catch on pretty quickly and perhaps surprise some people with his performance. Now, looking back, he ended up flipping in the B main, so maybe I was wrong on that. On Tuesday night, Eric Rudolph picked up a win in the Super Dirt Car Series race at Ransomville over Matt Shepard, Matt Williamson, Adam Pearson, and Tim Sears Jr. On Wednesday, news came out that Longhorn Chassis would have a new house car driver for the 2024 season. This ends a six-year run with Tim McCready as the house car driver. In a statement from team owner Donald Bradshaw, he thanked everyone at Longhorn Chassis for the support over the past six seasons and looked forward to a continued relationship with the chassis manufacturer. So from the sounds of it, it looks like McCready will still be running a Longhorn Chassis next season. He will just not be doing so in, official, in an official capacity as the house car driver. So this opens the door for another Longhorn Chassis driver to officially become the house car driver. And it'll be interesting to see who they go with. I think most would agree that Longhorn is the premier chassis manufacturer in dirt late model racing currently, only rivaled by Rocket Chassis. But in recent years, Longhorn has definitely stepped their game up and won a lot of major events. If I had to guess, I would say they'd be leaning towards Bobby Pierce. Pierce is currently the fastest car in the country, and he is a Longhorn chassis driver. It would make all the sense in the world for the chassis brand to put the fastest car in the country behind the wheel of their most successful car, as well as serving as their research and development ride. Other drivers that would make sense as the house car driver for Longhorn that I could see happening are Jonathan Davenport, Brandon Overton, and Brandon Shepard. All three of those drivers are high-profile Longhorn pilots who could be very helpful for the chassis brand in terms of research and development. Kevin Rumley, who has had an extensive history with Davenport, is heavily involved in Longhorn's research and development program. And a second car, outside of the one that Kyle Larson drives, has been driven by both Shepard and Overton in the past at various shows. Although this is a move that was done at the beginning of the season, since the event is coming up within the next month, we'll talk about it now. Sealands Grove Speedway has new promoters this season. 
but they kept the same Saturday for the Jim Nace Memorial National Open for the 410 sprints that the track always hosts. When Lincoln's schedule came out this season, there were numerous changes, but one of the biggest ones was that they would be running a show against Sealands Grove show, when in years past, Sealands Grove has always had that Saturday to themselves. While the event doesn't have a ton of carryover car-wise, as there aren't many drivers who would go to both shows, fans won't be able to attend both. And the schedule over Sealands Grove's biggest show, when they have always had that exact date to themselves in the past, is a Bush League move. This move does nothing but hurt both tracks, as it will take potential fans away from their biggest shows of the season, at least in Sealands Grove's case, the biggest show of the year for them. On Wednesday, it was announced that Dale Earnhardt Jr. and the Dirty Mo Media Gang would be in attendance to take in the High Limit Sprint Car Series event on September 26th at Lernerville. I can't see this as anything but good for dirt track racing. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is one of the most recognizable names in all of motorsports, and his Dale Jr. Download podcast is one of the most listened to sports podcasts across all genres in the entire world. The fact that he is going to be coming to an event that is streamed nationwide on Flow Racing is a big deal. Hopefully they will get him involved with an interview or something along those lines. The amount of eyeballs that may potentially be on that event is nothing but good for the sport. On Thursday night, Justin Grant picked up the win on opening night of the Sprint Car Smackdown at Kokomo over Brady Bacon, Robert Ballou, Carson Garrett, and Jaden Rogers. Reggie Thornton Jr. won the Melvin Joseph Memorial at Georgetown for the Lucas Oil Late Model Series over Brandon Overton, Mike Marler, Tyler Erb, and Garrett Alberson. The victory was Thornton's 16th Lucas Oil Tour victory of the season, a new record for the series. It is truly going to be a shame if Thornton loses the Lucas Oil Championship at the Dirt Track World Championship at Eldora <clears throat> with their chase format being used this year. As I've said before, I'm not a huge fan of this chase format deal. It's gimmicky at best, and this isn't NASCAR. I don't think these kinds of things are needed to drum up fan interest. But hopefully next season they'll scrap that idea. Bobby Pierce stayed red hot, winning the opening night of the Quad Cities 150 at Davenport with the World of Outlaws Late Model Series over Dennis Herb Jr., Brandon Shepard, Nick Hoffman, and Kyle Bronson. That victory was Pierce's 10th World of Outlaw Late Model Series victory of the season. And that is inclu isn't including the crown jewel races he's won outside of the tour, like the North-South 100 with the Lucas Oil Tour. The sheer domination of Thornton and Pierce this season on their respective tours has been nothing short of amazing. In a day and age where the cars are as easy, even as they've ever been, for two guys to dominate the way they have is incredibly impressive. On Friday night, it was night one of the Rumble on the River at Port Royal for the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, featuring split field preliminary features. Hudson O'Neill won the first feature over Rick Eckert, Ricky Thornton Jr., Cody Overton, and Tim McCready. Brandon Overton held off Jonathan Davenport over the final laps of the second feature. Mike Marler, Michael Norris, and Chris Ferguson rounded out the top five. Bobby Pierce once again won a World of Outlaw Late Model Series feature on night two of the Quad Cities 150 at Davenport over Chris Madden, Brandon Shepard, Dennis Herb Jr., and Shane Clan. Pierce's current streak is incredible, as this one was his ninth win in his last ten starts overall. Zeb Wise picked up the All-Star Circuit of Champions victory at Tri-City Motor Speedway over Kerry Madsen, Craig Kinzer, Chris Windham, and Bill Baylog. Logan Shuhart passed Sheldon Hoddenshield with two laps remaining to win the World of Outlaws race at River Cities. Donnie Schatz, Brad Sweet, and Carson Macedo completed the top five. Justin Grant made it two wins in a row for, at the Sprint Car Smackdown at Kokomo for USAC over Brady Bacon, Shane Cottle, Jaden Rogers, and Kyle Cummins. Brent Marks won the Jet Gun Memorial at, at Williams Grove over Dylan Norris, Lance DeWeese, Danny Dietrich, and Troy Wagaman. On Saturday, Tyler Courtney won the All-Star Circuit of Champions race at Butler over Kerry Madsen, Chris Windham, J.J. Hickel, and Adam Kekich. Brandon Shepard won the final night of the Quad Cities 150 at Davenport for the World of Outlaws Late Model Series over Tanner English, Ryan Gustin, 
Chris Madden, and Brian Shirley. Bobby Pierce was leading the event when a right rear flat took any chance of him winning away. Hudson O'Neill won an absolute thriller in the Rumble by the River Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series event at Port Royal over Mike Marler, Jonathan Davenport, Matt Costner, and Brandon Overton. Ricky Thornton Jr. had to go to the rear for going to a backup car prior to the start of the race, but he broke a drive shaft under caution with 10 laps remaining while he had charged from 25th to 3rd. It's crazy to think about how dominant both RTJ and Pierce have been this season. If not for a flat tire, Pierce was likely headed for another complete weekend sweep. And RTJ was beaten due to going to a backup car and then a broken drive shaft after charging from the back in that backup car into contention for the win. Logan Schuhart won the World of Outlaws race at Red River Valley over David Gravel, Buddy Kofoid, Geo Selzy, and James McFadden. Justin Grant made it a clean sweep of the sprint car smackdown at Kokomo for USAC over Kyle Cummins, Logan Seavey, Brady Bacon, and Robert Ballou. Chase Dietz won the Kramer Clash at Lincoln over Freddie Raymer, Brent Marks, Danny Dietrich, and Justin Peck. Aaron Reitzel won the final point race of the season at Knoxville over Lachlan McHugh, Austin McCarl, Chase Randall, and Brian Brown. And on Sunday, Danny Dietrich won a special event at BAPS over Devin Borden, Mark Smith, Tim Buckwalter, and Ryan Newton. That does it for this week's episode. If you like what you hear, follow us on whatever app you use to listen to your podcasts and follow our Twitter page at LabDirt Updates. Give us a rating and a review, and we will greatly appreciate it. See you next week, right here on Dirt Track Weekly.